0: Good morning, church. And welcome
1: to 1C. Would you please rise for our first song? Sometimes I think what will people say are Was I love when no one else would show up? Was I Jesus to the least of us? Was my worship more than just a song?
2: Each and every one of you as we gather together in God's house, a very special welcome to our guests. We're glad that you're with us With us in worship. We come every week together to worship a God who loves us. Who loved us so much he sent his only son to come to this earth to suffer and die and rise again. And so I'm glad that you're here. I'm glad that you you know him and worship him. And if you're a guest here today, we, we say this all the time we're glad you're here. We invite you to come back. Uh, we'd also like to get to know you. Many different ways to do it. You can stop at Next Steps on the way out after service. If you like, you can text 1C Guest to 94,000. Uh, many different ways. So just, if you would, make yourself known. And if you're here today and you're wondering about how some of the things work in our service, um, some of the chair backs have these cards. And on the cards, we'll explain to you, um, example, if you have a prayer and you would like it included in worship today, that'll tell you how to do it. If you're here today and you would like to take Holy Communion, the cards will tell you what we believe as a church, also how you can take communion. I think that's a very important part for you. So uh, just, you know, take a look at those if you would like, so, like to do so. Uh, also, we'll have two announcements to come up. Uh, first off, the voters' meeting, which is next Sunday, October second, right after the service, so 12-ish, 12:15, and one agenda on the item we are going to gather together to uh, hear and discuss and pray about and vote on uh, daycare and preschool here at One C. So, if you would please put that on your calendar, please come. Uh, I always believe that God moves through His people. And uh, we're, we're a church body, so uh, if you would, please put that on your calendar and be here. It'll be just, again, one item. Hopefully it won't take too long, but we will be here to discuss and pray about that. And then the second thing is that we have a tailgate party that's going to be on Friday, October 7th. The Huskers play that night, and we are going to be highlighting and supporting a new ministry here at 1C. And it's the Taste and See Mobile Eatery. And really the heartbeat of it is there are people in our community who have what what is called food insecurities. In other words, sometimes they don't have food. And so this ministry is going to go into our community and meet people and and feed them. So if this is something that you're interested in supporting um, or if you just want to come for the Husker game on, on Friday the 7th, we'd love to have you. uh, Food is at 5, game time is at 6, and there'll be food there, and the food that you purchase will go to support the Taste and See mobile eatery. So please, if you would, do that. Uh, The last thing is the joy baskets. In just a little bit, baskets are going to be passed, and here's the premise behind why we do this. All of us, every person here, has been blessed by God in some way. And I find his blessings come in so many and a variety of ways, and he's blessed you. So what we ask of you is to prayerfully consider how God has blessed you, and then say thank you. Whether it's serving, using your gifts and abilities or talents, whether it's giving of an offering, I mean, we ask that you just talk to God and let him lead you and guide you. So what I'd like to do now is pray. Pray for our worship together, pray for our lives as we live out as disciples. Lord Jesus, we thank you again for all that you have done for us. Your your life and death and resurrection has changed the course of human history and it's changed our lives. And thank you for the blessings you've given because we're part of your family. And we pray now that as we worship you here today in your house, we do so with all of our hearts and we uh, give you thanks for all that you've done. And we pray also, Lord, that we would show our thanksgiving to you for all that you've done, for the blessings given and received. So thanks, Lord, and we pray all of this in your name. Amen.
3: Boys and girls, come on up front for the kids' message. Yeah, make your way on up front. Find a seat on the floor. All right, well, I brought one of my favorite Bibles with me this morning, the Jesus Storybook Bible, and so I wanted to read you one of the stories out of it, all right. So All right, let's see here kind of hard to read. The words don't quite look right. It's it's what? It's, it's upside, a, down. upside down. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Now now I can read it a lot better. There. Thank you. All right, and Jesus turned to his disciples and said, "No matter how big you grow, never grow up so much that you lose your child's heart, full of trust in God." Be like these children. They are the most important in my kingdom. Huh. You see Jesus said that kids are most important in the kingdom. You know what? Sometimes we adults can get things kind of turned upside down. We get, we get kind of messed up and turned around. You know, we, we get older and we learn things. And we spend more time in the world. And we can get turned upside down. But Jesus says that you kids are the most important in the kingdom so the kingdom of jesus is a lot different than this world and we adults can learn a lot from you kids so instead of me talking more i want to ask you questions what can you tell me about jesus who is he what did he do what can you tell me about jesus i want to learn from you kids yeah he's amazing yeah he is amazing why is he amazing He made us. Yeah, Jesus is amazing. He made us. What else? What can you tell me about Jesus? He did miracles. Yeah, Jesus did miracles. What else did Jesus do? What else can you kids tell me about Jesus? Why did he come here? Yeah. Yeah, he died on the cross for us to forgive our sins. That is amazing. Why would he do something like that? Why do you think Jesus would do something like that? Yeah. He loves us. Yeah. Who does he love? Us? You ki- Me? He loves me too? Does he love all of us? That is amazing, isn't it? So Jesus is amazing. Jesus is God. Jesus loves us. He created us. And he came into this world to die on the cross and rescue us from sin. Wow, you guys are smart. You know what? So thank you for teaching us adults. And you know what? Keep teaching us, okay? Because we don't want to be upside down. We need you kids to help us stay right side up. All right? Because the kingdom belongs to you guys. You are the most important in the kingdom of God. So we, we adults need to learn more like you. All right? Will you pray with me? We'll fold our hands, and you can repeat after me. Dear Jesus, thank you for loving us. Thank you for forgiving us, and thank you for your kingdom. Help us to love you more, and to simply follow you. Amen. All right, boys and girls, thanks for coming up and teaching me some things. Make sure you keep talking to your parents, all right, so that they know what you know, too.
1: So there's a wound here in my heart Something's missing And they tell me that it's gonna heal time But I know you're in a place Where all your wounds have been erased. You live on in all the better parts of me Till I'm standing there in the sun I'll fight this fight and this race I'll run Until I find to see what you can see Whoa.
2: Let's pray. Lord Jesus, uh, that song is a beautiful reminder of the kind of love and compassion you have for all of us. You understand our, our grief, our sorrow, our mourning, our pain, our hurt. And thank you for stepping into this world and for loving us in a very personal way. And now we ask that you would grant us the faith To make a bold profession of what we believe about our sin, about you as our Savior, about what we believe about this meal, and about our lives for you. Grant us such a faith and boldness, in Jesus' name, amen. And as we've been doing, uh, we've been sharing this profession of faith, and so would you join together with me? I recognize and confess that I am a sinner. I repent of my sin and ask God's forgiveness. I believe that Jesus Christ is my only Lord and Savior from sin, Satan, and death. I believe that the risen Christ is really present in the sacrament and under the form of the bread and wine. I receive his true body and blood for the forgiveness of my sin and the strengthening of my faith and life. I resolved to dedicate my life to the service of my Lord in his body, the church, by regular group worship, study of God's word, cheerful giving, thankful living, and sharing the gospel with others. Our Lord Jesus Christ, on the night when he was betrayed, he took bread, and after he'd given thanks, he broke it and gave it to his disciples and said, Take and eat, this is my body which is given for you, this do in remembrance of me. And in the same way also he took the cup after supper, and after he had given thanks, he gave it to them saying, drink of it all of you, this cup is the new testament of my blood, given and shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. And the peace of the Lord be with you always. Amen. Amen. And as we now prepare to receive this very precious meal called the Lord's Supper, if you have those individual communion sets during the next song, feel free to receive those elements believing it's not just bread and wine, but it's the body and blood of Jesus for your forgiveness. And if you're coming forward for the continuous communion and you have that same belief of what is present, we invite you to come forward during this song. And if you desire either gluten-free Or grape juice, please let the server know. May this moment be a very sacred moment where we experience God-loving people like you and me. Amen. is the faithfulness of our God for you and for me and now may this true body and blood of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ strengthen you and empower you for life for mission for ministry all for the glory of God go in his name and in his love amen
4: let's go to God in prayer this morning Father, we bring to you a prayer of thanks for keeping Emily Beckman safe and bringing healing to her after her car accident. And thank you for showing her and her family that you were with her the whole time. Prayers for strength for Coco through her battle with cancer. Be with her through treatments as well as her friends and family. A prayer of blessing on a birthday for my mom, Elise, on Tuesday. I hope she has a wonderful day full of joy and love. A prayer, Father, that you would bring comfort and strength to my uncle who has cancer and was only given three years left to live. Praying that he knows you, and if not, that you make yourself known in his life. Also, continued prayer for my father-in-law. He's had a lot of medical issues this past couple months. Please comfort and help him to heal in your precious name, Jesus. A prayer for Dami, who's still in a coma from an accident. Prayers for the new taste and sea ministry. May they be a blessing to those who are less fortunate. Father, we just thank you for the prayers that are spoken and unspoken on our hearts. Help us to just know that we can come to you with whatever's heavy on our hearts, and that we can lay it at your feet and trust in you. We thank you, Lord. And the glory forever and ever amen
2: amen week three of a sermon series entitled the chosen and for those of you that uh, know what that's all about great if you don't know there is actually a video series that you can get online for free entitled the chosen and i believe there's two seasons third season is coming out soon And it parallels, in many ways, the life of Jesus and takes some of the stories and um, adds a little bit more detail to it that uh, I think is very interesting. But remember, remember, the Bible is our source of truth, okay? From Genesis to Revelation, God inspired people to write down what God wanted us to know about who he is, how he loves and the desires he has for his children. And so that's why we have the Bible. God knew that we needed that. It's a gift for us. But it's also a gift when people like, you know, his name's Dallas, um, uh, put this together, this video series, so that we can kind of grab hold of this, maybe, maybe learn a little bit more about the culture back then. So it's, it's really a great series. But I was pondering, what does the series title mean? And you could look around and you could see different things, but this is what it means to me. Number one, the chosen is about the chosen one by God who is going to come and be the Messiah and the Savior of the world. All right, that's one part of it. Number two, we see this Jesus in the Gospels Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John walking around, choosing people to come and say, Come follow me, and I'll make you fishers of men, right? He just called people. But then the third dynamic, and this is where I want you to take it personally. He chooses you. He chooses to love you. He chooses to pursue you. He chooses and desires to have you to be a part of his family, not just on this earth, but for eternity. Now that is the story of the Gospels. And it's the story of this video series of The Chosen. And one of the things that is interesting is the kind of people that the Bible tells us about, as well as the chosen, of the people that Jesus interacted with. For the first two weeks, we spent some time looking at Jesus and Mary Magdalene. And if you recall, her story, she was in despair. Her world was spiraling out of control, and when she met Jesus, her life, changed. And that's what happens when you meet Jesus. And so one of the things I did was um, I started taking a look. You know, how many of you have ever Googled? Come on, raise your hand. Come on. I think it's everybody. Everyone's Googled. Well, I Googled people Jesus came into contact with. All right. They come up with all these kind of lists. So I got a list in front of me, but I'm going to give you a summary of them and then I'm going to read through them. These are interesting people, to say the least. I mean, there are fishermen. There are tax collectors. There's people with not so good reputations. People who, according to world standards, would be the least likely to, do, to succeed in life, right? So here's the list. John the Baptist. Honestly, I think it would be interesting to meet him I don't know if I'd want to stay around him too long, right? He eats wild locusts, wears clothing of camel's hair, kind of a little odd kind of duck. But, but here's the rest of the list. Andrew, John the Apostle, Simon Peter, Philip, Nathaniel. You know, these are fishermen, right? The virgin mother, Nicodemus, right? A Pharisee, one of the top Pharisees. The Samaritan woman, the leper, Matthew, the paralyzed man, the man with a withered hand, the centurion, Simon and the woman, three would-be followers, the demoniac, Jairus, the woman who touched Jesus' cloak, the Syrophoenician woman, the condemned woman, the lawyer, the man born blind, the covetous man and brother, Martha, Mary, the young ruler, Zacchaeus, the widow at the treasury, Annas and Caiaphas, Pilate, Herod, the dying thief, Mary of Magdala, Cleopas and another, Thomas, the Ethiopian eunuch, Saul of Tarsus. That's just one of the lists that you would find, you know. These are people that Jesus rubbed elbows with. Pretty amazing, the kind of people that he chose to reach out to, to touch, to talk to, to love, to minister to. Well, and today now in the episode we're going to see, Jesus chooses to rub elbows with another group that is, I think, least likely, at least back then, in the culture. People who, well, that people wouldn't see. People wouldn't even notice, and that's children. We're going to turn our attention on two children in this next video that came into contact with Jesus. Now, Abigail, the the gal, came one time already, but now she brings her friend Joshua. Let's see what happens.
0: Blessed are you, Lord, our God, King of the universe, who gives forth bread from this earth. And I pray that if there are ever two children who come visit my home here, that you will give them it's the courage to, to say shalom, well, so that they will know they do not have to remain in hiding. He's a good man. Stay. Amen. What's that sound I hear? Sheep don't sound like that. No, that's definitely not sheep. Maybe a rooster? Greetings, children. You know, it is not safe for a child to wander from their home. You never know if there are bad men around. You are wise to bring your friend this time. Joshua. Shalom, Joshua. I admire your bravery to come here. You are a good friend. Oh, don't worry. I'm not a bad man.
5: See? I know it.
0: You are free to stay for a bit, but I'm afraid I have some work to do. Okay. And thank you for not taking any food yesterday.
5: See? I know it. So, what are you doing here?
0: I'm visiting for a time.
5: Where are you from? Nazareth. What is that wood for?
0: I'm building something.
5: Are you a carpenter?
0: Sometimes, but I'm a craftsman. I build all kinds of things.
5: So, why don't you live in the house?
0: I travel a lot.
5: How do you make money? Happy. just asking him how he makes money. I know,
6: you shouldn't.
0: It's okay. I don't make money when I travel. So, for now, I build things and trade them for my food and clothing. What is that? Ah, this is going to be a lock and key.
5: Joshua, ask him questions. He's nice. No, thank you. What else will you build?
0: Wealthy people love decorations and toys for their children.
5: My family isn't wealthy.
0: Many times that's better.
5: I don't know about that. (laughs) You will. My mom made me this.
0: Oh. What's her name? Sarah. Very pretty.
5: Okay, time to go home. Bye.
2: You know, in my journey of reading the Gospels, often I I could see very clearly Jesus as the Son of God. Okay, powerful, mighty. But there's another part, when you read the Gospels, you you do get the aspect that he's human. And I love the way that they depicted him with the children. You know, making those sounds and interacting with them, trying to connect with him. Um, And that's who this Jesus is. When we look into the scriptures, we see that Jesus has a heart for all people. But it's interesting how he, he, he speaks about children. So I want to share with you two different scriptures from the Gospel of Matthew that paint a picture about this this heart and love that Jesus had for children and childlike faith. So the first one, from Matthew chapter 18, verses 1 to 5. At that time, the disciples came to Jesus saying, Who is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? And calling to him a child, he put him in the midst of them and said, Truly, truly, I say to you, unless you turn and become like children, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. Whoever humbles himself like this child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. Whoever receives one such child in my name receives me. So answering the question, who's the greatest in the kingdom? I think the world would answer it different, right? It would be the smartest. It would be the people, the the haves, not the have-nots. But Jesus kind of flips the script, and he says, no, it's children. In fact, when we go to Matthew 19, we see this carried on, this thought, this attitude. So from Matthew chapter 19, Then children were brought to him that he might lay his hands on them and pray. The disciples rebuked the people, but Jesus said, Let the little children come to me, and do not hinder them, for to such belongs the kingdom of heaven. And he laid his hands on them and went away. Again, we get this beautiful picture of Jesus. As he came to this earth, it seemed as if he was focusing in on the least likely. And I would like to say it's not just the least likely, but it's everyone. He wanted everyone to know who he is. And for me, that picture is something that is encouraging as we think about this Jesus coming to people like you and me. Now, what is he looking for? This next video clip, this little interaction, please look carefully to the response that they, they have the Jesus character doing. As the children are praying the Shema, what was Jesus, I mean, what was his face saying? What was he doing during that time. So let's, let's watch.
0: So tell me, do you all know how to pray the Shema? Yes. Oh, I would love to hear it. You lead us.
6: Here is Ryan. the Lord is our God, the Lord is one.
5: You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart
6: And it shall shall come come to pass, if he should
5: You have a home.
0: My home is many places. Why? Because I have a much larger job than just being a craftsman or a teacher.
5: You're a teacher too? I will be soon. What other job?
0: Everyone has a much larger job than just their trade. And you are more than just students. You are at school to show love to one another, and to take God's word and to share it. And at home, to honor your father and mother. And most important, from the law of Moses, to love who?
5: The Lord, your God, with all your heart.
0: Very good, Joshua the Brave. So, I will be doing my work in many places.
5: the best builder who a Or maybe he's stronger than some. Maybe he's going to be a new teacher at synagogue school. I think he's maybe a new prophet. And he'll show us the word of God. No, there's no new prophets. Rabbi Josiah said so. But maybe he's a murderer. He is not. But maybe that's why he's by himself. He's running and hiding. Yeah, and probably he's pretending to be a builder. So no one That's not. not true. He's building stuff with us. We're watching him do it. Yeah, he's smart so we should listen. But maybe we're even helping him build weapons and we don't even know it. No, he's a good man. I think so too. I like him, I'm just saying, maybe he's a criminal. But no matter what, we all agree, we don't tell anyone about
2: him, right?
5: See you here tomorrow. Shalom.
2: When the children ended the prayer and they said amen, Does anybody remember what Jesus said right after that? Beautiful. That's the word he said. He said the word beautiful. And as as you watched him listening in and praying the prayer, did you see the emotion? And Hollywood kicked in with some music in the background if you caught it. He was so, I mean, it was so endearing for him to see these children with childlike faith praying the Shema. Now, Shema is a Hebrew word that means hear. But I want you to know that in the the tense of the Hebrew, it's not a a passive hearing. It's not like just sitting back and just hearing. It's actually an active tense of hearing. It's like hear and do. So when they say hear, O Israel, it's Lord, I hear you, and I'm doing, I'm kind of moving into this. And he was watching these children, and they were doing that. And once again, we see Jesus painting this picture of what does it mean to be a follower? What does it mean to be a disciple? And in a little bit, you're going to hear him say, I hope that other people will be like you. Now, what is it about children? There's a couple characteristics I just wrote down that I think really jump off the page when it comes to the attributes of a child, think about the word humility or humble. That is something that is a childlike attribute. And for me, what does humble mean? It doesn't mean to be a doormat and let people wipe their feet on you. Being humble means you understand who you are, also understanding who God is and understanding this relationship. To understand that by ourselves, we are really nothing, but because of Christ, we are something. So humble. How about purity of devotion? When you see them listening to Jesus, they are very intent on what he's saying. In fact, even the episode before, when Abigail and Joshua the Brave come, Did you hear how Abigail was peppering Jesus with one question after another? And I think that attitude of curiosity and this idea of devotion or the idea of certainty of faith, or how about simple joy? When you look at a child, uh, I just, I love the way that they don't, if they're happy about something, they're not looking around to see is it appropriate to express joy, Like us as adults, sometimes we measure it based on who's around us. But as a child, it's pure joy. It is pure joy. And I think that's what Jesus is getting at. He's touching on this. Now, the last clip we're going to see, I'm going to say it lands right here for me. He is going to speak with all his heart to these children about what's really important. And what is the message? So let's hear these words.
0: I'm telling you this because even though you are children and the elders in your life have lived longer, many times adults need the faith of children. And if you hold on to this faith really tightly, someday soon, You will understand all of what I am saying to you. But you ask an important question, Abigail. What is my reason for being here? And the answer is for all of you. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. He has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me Proclaim liberty to the captives and recovering of sight to the blind. To set at liberty those who are oppressed. To proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. Isaiah. Isaiah. I have loved spending this time with you. You are all so very special. And I hope that my next students ask the same questions you do and that they listen to my answers. (sighs) But I suspect they do not have the understanding you do. And I hope that when the time comes, they will tell others about me like you have.
2: going to share with you two quotes from from this, and then I'm going to share with you the Isaiah 61 passage that the Jesus character was sharing. He said this, I hope that my next students ask the same questions you do and that they listen to my answers. I believe that Jesus has that hope for you and me. And I'm going to press on you and me right now. Do we listen intently to what God has to say? Do we drink deeply from God's word? Do we open up our, our hearts, our lives to what God has to say in the scriptures? Do we spend time in that? Like I joked about Googling, there are some times I Google before I go to the Bible. Is there something wrong with it? Maybe. Can you imagine if people like you and me would become more dependent on the Word of God to be able to navigate through life's circumstances? So I'm going to ask you, will you, will I, maybe dial up a little bit more, get into the Word more than you've ever done before? Will you? Will you become more childlike in that regard? And the second quote, He says, and I hope when the time comes, they will tell others about me like you have. If you watch the whole episode, you'll you'll see how this unfolds. Abigail, the girl, goes to see Jesus where he's camped out first. She then goes back and she brings Joshua, her friend. And then you saw that scene, Joshua and Abigail talking with Jesus. But then you saw near the end, and you saw that last clip of them walking, there were six. The numbers started growing. Will you take what you have come to know and share it with other people? Will you bring people to Jesus and say, this is my friend. I want you to know him. He has made a difference in my life. Now, what is the difference? I want to bring it to Isaiah chapter 61. So the Jesus character is now quoting something from the Old Testament. It is one of the messianic prophecies. It is a picture of what the Messiah is going to do. And I'm not going to make the assumption, but I'm hoping that all of us have come to know these things and that these things have happened in your life. All right? Now, I'm going to ask you to do something a little out of the ordinary. Is what do you do when uh, somebody is giving you a gift? What's the posture? If somebody is handing you a gift, what do you look like? Yeah. It's like this. Okay. And if you, again, watch the whole thing, Jesus gives Abigail a gift. Kind of a neat thing. Um, I'm going to read Isaiah chapter 61, and I'm going to have you stand in just a moment, and I want you to see it as a gift coming from God to you. And if you feel comfortable to put your hands out and say, okay, Lord, I I want all these things. I want these gifts. This is what you came to do, and I want to receive every gift you can give me. If you feel comfortable doing this, please do. So let's all stand. I'm going to share with you the Isaiah 61 verse. And if you are comfortable doing it, just put your hands out like you're receiving a gift that is coming from God to you. The spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to bring good news to the poor He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and the opening of the prison to those who are bound, to proclaim proclaim the year of the Lord's favor and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn, to grant to those who mourn in Zion, to give them a beautiful headdress instead of ashes, the oil of gladness instead of mourning, the garment of praise instead of a faint heart that they may be called oaks of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he may be glorified. Now here's the scoop. I want you to listen to some of these words. And maybe you're sitting here today and you're saying, I haven't gotten these things yet. My life is a mess. I'm hurting. I'm brokenhearted. I'm mourning. I don't know which side is up. But let me just kind of go over some of these words again. The Spirit of the Lord, Jesus wants to bring to you good news, even if you're feeling poor. And I'm not talking financially, it might be, but it might be poor in spirit. Maybe you're feeling the heaviness of depression or the uncertainty of anxiety. Maybe you're sitting here and you are brokenhearted. And it says right here in the scriptures, this Messiah will bind up the brokenhearted. Are you brokenhearted over something? Is it a relationship that's crumbling right in front of you? Is it your health that you're not certain about? I mean, whatever circumstance is, this Jesus comes right to you, and he will bind up the brokenhearted. Are you held captive by something? Is there an addiction that has control over you? It says here, liberty to the captives, opening of the prison. I hope your, whether your hands are out, I hope your heart is open to say, Lord Jesus, whatever you want to give me, whatever gifts you want me to have, I want to receive them. And then, and then, I want to do this. I want to be like those kids. As they were walking back, they were talking about, who is this Jesus? And i am just played, you know, I play it out in my head. They're going to go tell more people because they know people who are brokenhearted. They know people who are mourning. They know people who are struggling, and they're going to share that. So are we going to do that too? The blessing. May God, the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, upon you today in such a mighty way that you know for certain who God is and what he's done for you through Jesus. And then when you walk out these doors, you do so as somebody who knows Jesus personally. And you're going to share this good news with others. And more and more people will get to know this Jesus. In the name of Jesus, amen.
6: i